The Bloody Podcastacre with Zach Walters and Kennedy Catherine. again by popular demand of the people all 15 of them you know what but we love each and every one of them we really do some more than others kidding. <laughs> no seriously <laughs> yep. we play favorites so if mm-hmm. you want to if you want some love you get better learn how to act right for us mm-hmm. on the podcast which is the bloody podcast occur i'm that- kennedy catherine did you just say i'm kennedy Catherine? i did <laughs> what a little fun joke for you <laughs> and i'm zach walters <laughs> i'm a little leprechaun trickster <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little jester a little shoe cobbler wow to cobble shoes nope i'm not getting into this <laughs> not again but wow to cobble shoes what right. a time that would be so how's your uh, morning been so far productive oh yeah mm-hmm. what'd you do painted mm-hmm. cleaned watched this movie had like two cups of coffees i made some really good fried eggs this morning Ooh, they were delicious that sounds amazing but i realized i bought medium eggs and they were so tiny whispers of eggs <laughs> you know <laughs> the shadow of an egg yes do you know what's gross what thousand year old eggs that is gross do you know what else is gross eggs i know that like theoretically and conceptually, it's not that different. But when people are like, oh, I had an ostrich egg. Get out Ew, of here. No. No. I don't want that. No. Or like a duck egg. No. That's like I was thinking the other day. I was at the cabin and going to refill the water tank on the coffee fil- on the Sorry, on the coffee maker. And I realized that there was a fly of some sort floating in the water. And I'd already mm. drank like two cups of coffee. And I was like, hmm, I've definitely been drinking remnants of this fly over the last two days. And that gave me a little heebie-jeebie. But, but why? Like, why have we decided that bugs are disgusting things that you don't want in your mouth, but, but animals are fine? I know, but when you think about it, like, a fly where it doesn't have... You're not washing it. You're not... Yeah. Flies are attracted to things like manure. So when you think about that... Why would you tell me that? Well, it's just the facts. Want to hear a wild story? Uh-huh. Um, so I think about 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes from where I was born, there's, like, a smaller city. And my friend's mom lived there at the time, um, and they were all drinking the water... A couple weeks later, I think it was two weeks later, they found a woman's body in the <gasps> in the water tower. That's just like Elisa Lamb. Mm-hmm. So they were drinking body. body. Do you think you'd body, ever yaddy, drink yaddy, water? Yaddy. <laughs> Do you think you'd ever drink water? Again? No. If someone came out to you and they were like, "Hey, I need did you to you know, hear, we've been drinking a body," I would just jump from where? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just jumping. I think I would just never stop screaming. I saw a stupid video on TikTok today. What was it? Of this woman who was scared of her own screams. It was so stupid. How do you... Wait, how are you so scared she of would, your own screams? I don't know. It was... Just, like, if she screamed, she would she scare would, herself? Yes. And she would, like, jump and, like, as if there was someone behind her. It was ridiculous, and I never wanted to watch another minute of it. And okay, I, well, I'm, I hope I never see it. It's gonna come up on your For You page now. Fuck. Oh, somebody was doing random question time on Instagram today, and the mm-hmm. question was, would you rather have to survive in a horror film where there's mm-hmm. undead or a serial killer? A serial killer. 100% same. It's only one person. The undead? I don't fuck with all that. of them. I just don't fuck with And it with grows, that. you know? But your cabin would be a great place to hide. I think about that often. I don't know where it is, but I will find it. <laughs> I'll open my Shall eyes Shall the undead you. come? A couple of things. Mm, news? Yes. Tell me. I got some news. Okay. They cast the four main leads for Paranormal Activity 7. Ooh. I do not know any of them. Great. Emily 
Batter. Nope. Roland Buck the Third. Nope. Dan Lippert. Nope. And Henry Ares Brown. Oh, Henry. You don't know him. I don't. Um, but Will Eubank, who directed Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Is it Eubank? Eubank. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, will you bang? And then you were going to ask me, like... Kristen will... Stewart. Right. And No. Um, That's rude. I no, Kristen I mean, Stewart. she seems delightful. I'm just not attracted to her. Fair. Anyways, will Eubank, what about him? He directed Underwater, and he's supposed to direct this. Oh, cool. Did you watch Underwater? I did, actually. And I, it was it was good. I, yeah, I had a good time with it. Um, my letterbox review... Wow, that's a lot of water. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that that was like a quote in the movie. I was quoting. Wow, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of water. water. I am, I'm scared of water to some extent. Same, like open water? Yes. No, thank you. I love to live in my bathtub. Like that's I will fun. take yeah. several baths a day. But yeah, open water scares me. However, and like the idea of the ocean scares the absolute shit out of me. I don't even want to get into it. I can't think about it. I really can't. It's like space for me. I really can't get into it. But I have been falling asleep the last couple of nights or the last week to an underwater, a 10 hour underwater sounds video. And it is putting my shit out. I will wake up and it'll be seven hours in. Wow. I know. I just listen to the same song on repeat until for an hour and then I go to bed. Oh, that would drive me crazy. No. I listen to it every night. No. What song? Any song? No. One specific song. Are you... Right now it's Aeroplane Bathroom by Gordy. Okay. Don't know what that is. Yeah. It was Dead in the Water. Interesting. By Ellie Golding for mm. like five years. Wow. Do you think it's like your brain just started to associate that song with sleep so it put you I to sleep? I think so. Mm, interesting. Um, they're always just like calming songs, you right. know? They're never like, how did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> mm, actually, underwater. underwater. <laughs> but our original homeboy, Oren Pelly, is coming back to help it out. And it's supposed to be out next year on Paramount Plus, mm. which is, you know, that new streaming, streaming service, service, which I will not get. Because, of course, we need a streaming service for fucking everything. But that was just like, you know, when you think about like 15 years ago, we had to have every single channel. It's true. You know, it was like, oh, well, if you don't have this channel, you couldn't watch this. You're right. And so that's essentially what the world is coming to. Mm-hmm. Do you think cable's going to be gone in the next 10 years, maybe? I really don't know. It's so not a thing mm-hmm. for people in our age range. My parents still use Same. it. Same. And I know, I actually really like it. I really like cable. I would get it. I had it for a time, actually. I have it. Oh, you do? Yeah, it, it comes with the apartment for your, like, basic cable. Oh, nice. But I just never use it. Yeah, I had the same thing with an apartment that I lived in where we had it for a while. And I really like it for the... Sometimes I sit down and I want to put something on, but I don't want to make a fucking choice. I just want something mindless. Like, the other day, I'll watch a car garage show for an hour. I know. Just to have something on. My favorite part about going... Well, not my... It's not my favorite part because I love lots of things about going home to see my parents but one is that we like constantly have the food network on and oh, i never have so that calming. here it's just i could watch a, th- a thousand food network shows shores <laughs> i could watch a thousand food network shows or like hgtv yeah house hunters love that can they beat bobby flay i don't know i'm a investigation discovery bitch mm. thou shall not kill fear thy neighbor forensic files just a loop of atrocities yeah all the good stuff though all the good stuff um, another thing, mm-hmm. they said that for the new Texas Chainsaw, we talked about this, yep. the original Leatherface and original Sally Hart is here coming back. So excited about that for Texas Chainsaw. But will it be another like Halloween scenario where I'm like, do we need another? I actually really, really liked the remakes of Halloween. I didn't. Not the sequels, like Rob Zombie's remakes. 
I like those two, but I'm talking about like the newest one. It's like Jamie Lee Curtis back in action. Yeah, no, I hated them. I just, I'm like, ugh, and Let there's it go. two more coming out. Jamie Lee Curtis, it's retirement, babe. <sighs> Lastly, mm-hmm. Evan Peters, as we know, mm-hmm. is supposed oh, to play yes. Jeffrey Dahmer right. in Monster, the Jeffrey jo- Jeffrey Dahmer story board. I'm over it. What more do we, like, literally what more do we need to know? Nothing. I'm just tired of all of those stories. Me too. Like, let's move on. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm not trying to slander these people by any means, but when I was hosting a um, true crime podcast, I was on a radio show when Extremely Wicked and Incredibly Vile, mm-hmm. the Zac Ted Bundy, Zac yeah. Efron vehicle, I was asked to do a radio show as a murder expert just to talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Fine. And they asked me what I think about Ted Bundy being attractive and people being attracted to him. And I'm just like, I'm just tired of talking about things like that. And I'm tired of talking about these same six white assholes. Like, I get it. It's fascinating. It's Mm -hmm. interesting to go into the mind of a killer. Move on. Move on. That's all I have to say about it. Exactly. I'm just like, and we've had so many like iterations. Yes. Of all of these people. Yes. And I don't know why we need another extremely wicked incredibly vile i never watched it it's fine it's fine however there is like a ted bundy it might have even been a made for tv movie i can't remember it was in the earlier 2000s i think it was just called bundy and it was really good Hmm. and the movie that they made was zach Zach efron was no better it added nothing because it's like how many times can you tell the same Mm -hmm. true story did you watch my friend Dahmer? yes i did i didn't mind it yeah because it was nice because it was younger Uh uh-huh but also once again how true is that Who's to say? Did you ever read the Anne Rule book? I started it. I've skimmed it. Anyways, that's it for my news. Um, thank you so much. You can join us next week for another broadcast of News with Zach. I was going to start singing along, but I Didn't wasn't sure. I was go. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you're going to go higher or lower. Um, I've got one tone. That's it. I've noticed. Uh, so this week we did a poll actually to see what everybody wanted to hear. It was between the Invisible Man and. The Wicked and the Dark. The Dark and the Wicked. Dark and the Wicked. I've been doing that every day. And full disclosure, Zach and I wanted to do <laughs> The Dark and the Wicked, and absolutely no one wanted us to do it. We were the only votes. <laughs> um, so that was cool, but I'm super glad that I ended up watching The Invisible Man, because I really liked it. And this you hadn't movie. seen this before. No. And I, I watched it last year because, so this time last year it came out, mm-hmm. end of February actually, so probably a month prior to this, and it was the first, like covid release on demand oh was it it was like oh my gosh i'm just gonna take it out of theaters and put it onto streaming so it's like weird that it's been a full year and now i'm revisiting it into the second year of the pandemic but like here's the thing yeah realistically we're gonna be in this pandemic for another two three years yeah it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a minute yeah it's not it's not over no there was a poll today being like, do you think that we're going to be back to normal by summer? And I was like, no. Why, why would you even ask yourself that? Of course not. That's great thinking. It's not going to happen. It's optimistic thinking, but it's not great thinking. Like, if that's the lie you're telling yourself, you're going to be very disappointed in three months. When we have things like anti-mask rallies. <sighs> like, can you just sit at home? Like, why are you so... Adamant about wearing a piece of cloth over your face Let for you. an hour. I've never had the energy... To do something like that for things I fiercely believe in. That's a lie. I have been to protests. I have been to rallies. I was but like, s- I have seen you at them. <laughs> I was like, we were there together. That's true. In a pandemic. It's true. That makes it sound like we were at an anti-mask rally. We oh, were yes. Not. We no. were not. Anyways, should we just go through the plot of this before we really get started on our thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Um, try to make it short and sweet. We'll see what happens. It is kind of a short and sweet thing when you think about it. I try really hard to keep all of my um, synopsises within a page. 
it is hilarious the things that I will do to make it fit, including changing the font size and just condensing paragraphs. It's not like together. I'm grading you on this. No one else looks at it. You literally don't even see my notes. I have never seen your notes no. once, but still, it's for me. Okay, I get it though. I have a format of my notes too. I think it also just feels better if I don't have to scroll. Yeah. If I have to like start looking around the page, I'm going to get confused. I'm going to get disoriented. I have one paragraph in the top right, one in the top left. They don't Imagine. every second word. It would be a disaster at sea. Cecilia is trapped in a violent, abusive relationship with wealthy optics engineer Adrian. One night, Cecilia drugs Adrian with diazepam and escapes his highly secured house. She hides out in the home of her friend James with his teenage daughter, Sydney. Two weeks later, Adrian commits suicide and leaves her $5 million. His lawyer brother, Tom, handles the arrangements. At the same time, Cecilia begins to suspect a presence in the house, but James assures her it's just paranoia from the trauma. But during a job interview, she finds her work portfolio empty, and then she faints. The doctor says the cause was high levels of diazepam. That night, in her bathroom, Cecilia finds the same bottle of diazepam that she drugged Adrian with but had dropped during the escape. Accompanied by James, she meets with Tom, Adrian's brother. She tells him that Adrian faked his death and used his optics expertise to become invisible to torment her. She tells Tom to make it stop, but he brushes her off, saying her theory is not possible. Later, Sydney is hit by an unseen force in the house. She and James assume that Cecilia did it and leave her alone in the home. She tries various tactics to catch the figure. After finding Adrian's phone in the attic and dumping paint on the figure, a violent struggle ensues. She escapes and goes to Adrian's home where she finds an optical bodysuit, confirming her suspicions. Right after she hides this suit in their former bedroom's closet, the invisible figure attacks again. She flees and calls her sister Emily. They meet at a restaurant where the invisible figure slits Emily's throat and places the knife in Cecilia's hand, framing her for murder. While awaiting trial in a psych center, Cecilia learns that she's pregnant. Tom tells her the charges will be dropped if she agrees to, quote, return to him. And we now see that he knows Adrian is still alive. He also reveals that Adrian tampered with her birth control to impregnate her. Cecilia refuses the offer and steals a fountain pen from him. That night, she attempts suicide with the pen to lure the figure out. When he tries to stop her, she stabs him repeatedly with the pen, causing the suit to malfunction. The security team arrives, but the figure kills them before fleeing with Cecilia in pursuit. To protect the unborn child, the figure instead threatens to attack those that she loves. Cecilia races to James' house and finds the figure attacking him and Sydney. She shoots the figure to death, but when unmasked, finds Tom in the suit. Police storm Adrian's house and find him alive, tied up, claiming that Tom held him prisoner. They conclude that Tom killed Emily, but Cecilia suspects that Adrian set his brother up for his crimes. To get Adrian's confession, she meets him at his house, secretly wearing a wiretap. She agrees to mend their relationship only if he confesses to killing Emily. Adrian insists that Tom was responsible, but when she starts to cry, he lightly implies that he was the killer. Satisfied, Cecilia goes to use the bathroom. Moments later, the security camera captures Adrian slitting his own throat. Cecilia returns and, apparently distraught, calls the police. Off the camera's sight, however, she taunts him, revealing that she used the spare bodysuit to kill him. When James arrives, she confirms what the camera captured. Cecilia leaves the house, finally free. Wow. Wow. A plot, a story, a revolution. Is it a revolution? I don't know. Anyways, this is kind of our first, like, sci-fi horror film. Uh Uh-huh. Would you consider this a horror film, though? I don't know. I feel like that's a question that 
We ask every time. We do. And like, I just don't know what the answer is anymore because I, I find myself going in circles with that where I'm like, well, I can qualify it in this way, but not in this way. My roommate was like, this is not a horror. This is a sci-fi thriller. And I would, I also I would agree that. with that. When I was writing at like the beginning of my notes, I was like, this movie really keeps you on the edge of your seat versus like being tucked away, trying mm-hmm. to hide yourself and like you're scared. So yeah, I think it's more of like a thriller. It does have like some horrific moments. Yes. But I don't think that the... I don't think it's supposed to leave you unsettled or scared in the end. It did. <laughs> it did. Did though. it? Yes. I did not find it scary in the moment. I was pretty unsettled afterwards. I hmm. won't lie. I also think that it depends on... Ugh, I feel like people are probably so tired of us having this conversation. But do I think it falls under like a classic idea of horror? No. But when you look at the themes of it and other people's conception or idea of it, which is that it's a commentary on abuse, abusive mm-hmm. relationships, that's horrifying. Oh, yeah. Looking online, mm-hmm. a lot of people love to pick apart this movie for the stupidest reasons. A lot of people didn't like it on, like, specifically through Reddit, everyone was, like, tearing apart the narrative of it and being like, well, this doesn't work because of this, and this isn't this. At the end of the day, the minor, it was mostly about minor inconsistencies where we'll talk about, like, some plot hole stuff later. I don't know. I'm also going to be controversial yet brave right now and just say that I think any time horror is such a genre that is kind of... If you look at the audience and the people who are often writing commentaries or reviews in like a passionate way outside of just their job, when it comes to horror, that's often just pretentious white men. True. And you've got a theme here with something that is tech related. So you're going to have a bunch of people just being like, oh, well, actually, ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't work. Yeah, no shit. Neither does ghosts. Yeah. This is all still fiction mm-hmm. this is based off like well loosely based off a story from 18 H-G. yeah what, what was the year when it came out 1897 yeah the original movie was made in 1933 there's no ounce of realism in the tech in this movie that we however, are aware of however <laughs> i will speak to that okay so the concept in this movie is that basically this suit is built of micro cameras and what they're doing is filming the space around the person and then reflecting it outwards. Mm-hmm. That is actually not entirely unreasonable. And that sort of, yeah, that Great. sort of um, technology has been created to some extent. However, you would never see it in real life because we would never be able in the in the world as it stands to create technology that would do exactly what this does in real time or at the resolution that would match perfectly to the real world in that given moment. Mm-hmm. And whatever sort of suit that could be created like that would give off a really noticeable amount of heat. Also, how would it be powered? Well, how are phones powered? You know, I guess it would just have to be like charged. Exactly. Solar. We love saving the world. So it's not like it doesn't exist entirely in a realm of impossibility. It's just not something that actually exists, and not to the extent of having it as a full suit that you can run around in. There would would still be clear. There would be some, like, illusion. Right. Okay. But if you were within movement, everybody would be able to tell if there's a mass. Good. And the texture of it, too. That's true. You would be able to see the texture of it. I was actually so thrown when she threw the paint on it, because at this point, we don't know what the suit is. And I was mm-hmm. like, is he made of tiny golf balls? It kind of looks like that. It does. Um, What is that? I can never remember it. But where it is a... A phobia where a bunch of tiny holes... Tryptophobia? Yes, tryptophobia. I have that. 
how did you feel? Was it weird? It wasn't tiny holes, though, but it, like, it is enough. I'm mimicking with my hands, tiny holes layering beside each other. And, like, um, a... no. See, that doesn't... Pr- I don't really have that with unnatural forms. It's more so, like, within nature, mm. a natural hole, or, like, holes and things that where there should not be, like, skin, that shit, like, little craters. I did not know this about you. No, I don't like it. But yeah, no, this was I have the fine. heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. It's like me with cotton balls. Yeah, that's the... I, my roommate is like that, yeah, too. I, I do know that. We bonded. It's the texture. She has a thing specifically with putting cotton in your mouth. <sighs> oh, I did not need like that Like, against visual. your teeth. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but it's also like I have a very big fear of moths flying into my mouth. Yes, you do. Um, and their wings disintegrating. <laughs> yes. That's the only reason I'm scared of moths. Melt on my tongue. That's so and I gross. Dust. That's my biggest fear. Um, I do have something interesting. I don't know if you know this about the movie. Okay. So, well, the Invisible Man was supposed to be part of a quote-unquote dark universe. Which I didn't know. In 2017, there was a reboot of The Mummy. Mm-hmm. I have never seen any of them, fun fact. What? I do own all of them. The there original is... Mummy was one of my favorite movies. Interesting. Yes. I, I'm scared to watch it. That is not going to be great. But... I think they're really good. Okay. The first one at the very least. <laughs> but anyways, I do own all of them. I found them at Value Village. Picked them up for Four ninety nine, all three of them. There's this really weird thing that they do in the third one where they just are like, um, Rachel Vice couldn't come back, so we're just going to put Maria Bello in her place and pretend that no one's going to notice. It's like what they did in Twilight, remember? What? Don't you remember in Twilight where they, Victoria, the redheaded girl, they had like an actress in the first one, then they brought back Bryce Dallas Howard for the rest. Yes, except for mm-hmm. Rachel Vice is literally the starring lead oh, outside of Brendan Fraser. Good. I also think maybe Brendan Fraser wasn't in it either. No, I don't Wasn't know. The Rock in one of them? If he was, I haven't seen it. I thought he was in, like, the third one. No? Anyways, The Mummy was supposed to be, the 2017 version, was supposed to be this new attempt to make their own cinematic universe within the dark creature world. Right. So there was supposed to be Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, The Wolfman, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, and then The Phantom of the Opera. Creature from the Black Lagoon I would like to see remade. Me too. Yeah. I think it would be, with today's technology, they'd be able to make it really... But I don't want it to be cheesy. I agree. You know? I don't want it... I want it to be dark, 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 dark. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, murderous. Yeah. I don't want it to be a friendly neighborhood Black Lagoon man. Right, right, right. But anyways, the original release for The Mummy happened, and there was supposed to be... Well, there was Dracula Untold, which came up before it, and they were going to make that the first, like, installment in this series. Then The Mummy came out, and then they were like, you know what, maybe let's just tell no one that they're connected, and that they're going to be connected, and they never continued with it, and they dropped it. Yeah, so I had seen that this was, like, a concept of some sort, Mm -hmm. and that the conception of The Invisible Man had started in 2016. Yeah. But that by the time it came to fruition in any sort of way, it was a complete standalone that had nothing to do with that series. Mm -hmm. And then I was confused and I didn't do any more reading because I didn't have time about, well, what happened to the rest of the series? So they literally just dropped it. I think so. Um, Sorry, there's supposed to be a remake of The Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. Um, It was supposed to be released February 14th, 2019, but they postponed it for a while because they're going to do some more work on the script. Oh, so it hasn't even been shot. No. I think that maybe... It'll never come out, but they were working on it. Do you know who the original cast was for this one? I did see 
that Johnny Depp yeah. was supposed to be Adrian. Yes. But then that was it. That's all I knew. I didn't see. Was there other ones? No, that was oh. it. That it was originally written with Johnny Depp in mind. Interesting. Yeah. I don't. Good thing he wasn't. I feel like this would not been would not have been a role to fit in for him with the rest of the cast. If it was still yeah. everybody but with Johnny Depp, I think it would have been a weird movie. I really, really like Oliver Jackson, I think is his name. The... To be honest, I only know Elizabeth Moss and Storm Reid. Well, did you watch Haunting of Hill House? Yes. I keep forgetting that he was... Yeah. 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 Uh, I just don't know his name. I think it's Oliver Jackson. I really liked him in this role. I thought he was really good. I do really have IMDb good. open. Let me check. Oliver Jackson Cohen. I really did like him as well. I also really loved James, who was the cop and the father of Sydney. Same. He was a great actor. He was. This morning, while I was like getting ready to come here, my roommate had um, the other woman on, and so I keep putting mm-hmm. Nikolai Coster Waldo, who played Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, mm. in the position of the husband in this movie because he plays such a shitty character yeah, all the time. He would be a good actor in this. He yes. would. He would be like perfect for that role. Although I did love, yeah, the guy that was cast. Um, this was the first, and it might be controversial. This was the first kind of like role where I've seen. Elizabeth Moss and something for like an extended period of time. It actually is for me too because I've never watched any of the things that she has starred in. It's just she's she never was really in my us. radar. radar. Um, yeah, but and I liked her. In us. And she's second. She's very secondary. Yes. So well, she, they get killed within like. Yeah, that was kind of I think my first glimpse into her acting, but I loved her in this movie. So did I. Am I going to start the Handmaid's Tale? No. <sighs> I was watching an interview with her that I thought was so endearing because they were talking about, basically, they were asking, like, how did you make the movie? Like, Mm -hmm. how were those scenes shot? Uh, While they were doing press for the movie, they were trying to be really quiet about how they actually did it. Now we kind of have a better Mm -hmm. idea, so they didn't really say much. But she was saying how there was this scene where she was just walking down a hall where she just had to, like, flip some lights. And she was like, I felt in that movie like I was in a horror film, and it was so cool. And it was just, like, Uh so cute to me because you forget that these people were kids one day who, like, had dreams of doing this thing, and then Uh they get get to go do the thing. And that was probably so cool for her. Did you watch? There was a featurette on YouTube of how they made the movie. Yes, it did. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, I did notice the first time that I watched this movie that... And they mention it in this featurette that all of the shots are so wide because it's supposed to be like, is he in the scene? Is he not? I know. You never know fully if he's in it, but it's like you're watching every bit of the screen trying to pick up something. Yes. And sometimes you think you can, but probably if I watched it back, the thing I thought I saw is probably not there. There is this one scene watching it this time where it's kind of still in the beginning stages where she's like, she thinks maybe there's someone there, but we're not sure. But even though we do know because we're going into a movie called The Invisible Man. <laughs> um, in this scene, she's standing at the front door. But behind her, it looks like there's somebody standing there, but it's just the coat rack. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part, I was like, oh, you can Spooky see him. Spooked. And then, then she, like, it, like, the counter backs up slightly. And you're like, oh. I was like, <laughs> stupid. So before we go into our favorite scenes, did you know that they are... There's, like, plans for sequels in the works. Yes. So, as of 2020, like, it's official that they've announced that they are working on a sequel. But I think that's kind of all we know. I did see that Elizabeth Moss was like, if people want it, then Mm -hmm. sure. But I'm like, what are they going to do kind of thing? Like, because it's, the ending wraps it up all, like, it's all fully wrapped up. Right. Other than she has the suit. That's what I'm thinking. Like, um, she might go forward and do something 
herself. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to see a revenge story from her because we've done it. It's over. Yeah. Um, and then another thing. So Elizabeth Banks. Yes, I've seen this. But I don't think this is the same thing. No. But this is supposed to be part of that universal classic monsters dark universe thing where elizabeth banks is set to star direct and produce in an adaptation of the invisible woman right so the invisible man came out in 1933 it had a bunch of sequels spinoffs you know Mm -hmm. and then they had the invisible woman but it was a screwball comedy it wasn't a like sci-fi horror like the original was and i'm like of course of course it can't be a scary movie with a woman to star in it in the Mm -hmm. 30s has to be some like stupid comedy probably so i mean it could be something completely different and i could be kicking myself but realistically that's probably what it was i don't know anything about it but i i don't think it's connected to this apparently she will like elizabeth banks was just allowed to like pick which monster she wanted to do well as elizabeth banks fucking should i, love I know her. you don't like her i used to okay. and i think that her time has passed i don't disagree with you know, this is just a random thought because we're watching the other woman this morning. You know whose time has never passed and whom I love fiercely and deeply? Tell me. Leslie Mann. Couldn't tell you who that is. Le- cool. You don't know who Leslie Mann is? Okay, <laughs> she is in 40-Year-Old Virgin. No, she's... Yes, she is, actually. She's in 40-Year-Old Virgin. She's in Knocked Up. This Is Us. No, not This Is Us. Um, <laughs> what is that fucking called? Her and Paul Rudd. Um, she was in Tarzan with Brendan Fraser. Leslie Mann! Oh, now I see her. Interesting condescending once again (laughs) anyways favorite scenes tell me first of all picking a favorite scene is always hard yes but i was dedicated to finding one in this movie that i loved which there were so many but i was like okay what's the first thing that like like grasped me and brought me in and it was the scene where the first time that she's in the house Mm -hmm. by herself or maybe sydney is asleep and james is gone where she suspects someone might be in the house she gets up and she goes into the living room and the front door unlocks and opens and she doesn't see it unlock and open but she turns around and it's been done mm-hmm. yeah and she goes and she stands on the porch and she's you can see her breath because it's cold outside and she's standing there looking out and then there's a breath next to her that got me and i think it's because before you get like the confirmation of what is this? Mm-hmm. Who is there? I love the subtlety of like, is there sounds in the hallway? Is there someone mm-hmm. standing there? Like, what is she losing it? Like, you don't know what the thing is. And they found such a great way of building tension in this movie, I thought. I agree. I loved that scene. I didn't see it the, the second time I watched it. I completely forgot that that happened. It's so good. I also was in the middle of painting. Could you imagine, like, filming yourself, though? If she was, like, a vlogger, let's say, put her in this situation, where someone was, like, filming her, and then she went back, and then she saw this other breath behind her, or, like, if you were in that situation. Once again, I feel like we've had this conversation before about the Blair Witch. <laughs> mm. I don't think my brain would ever assume something is supernatural. That's a, fair. a one-off like that, say a video of me where something strange happens, I think my thought would be... What is that? What is your thought? Oh, God, I don't know. Like, in the idea of where it's, like, a breath next to you, that could be so many things. Like, give us some examples, Kennedy. Well, when you're outside in the winter, homes are often giving off. True. What is the word I'm looking for? Exhaust, heat. Like, it's not uncommon to see air coming from a home yeah. in some way. But if it was, like, in the shape of a breath that was similar to yours? I would think, wow, my camera done fucked up. My camera put my breath somewhere else where it was not meant to be. That's weird. You're breathing out, but, like, the breath is coming from, like, <laughs> beside you. 
Shut up. Shut up. Anyways. What's your favorite scene? You know what my favorite scene is. I know I do. Which is hated by a lot of people online, surprisingly. I gotta tell you, I did not see that shit coming. And that's why it's so golden. It it's is. such a golden scene. My scene that I love is where C finally gets her sister Emily to meet up with her after they have a slight falling out, which was not her doing. Her um, sister receives an email from Adrian, but it's written as if it's from Cecilia. From her account, Basically yeah. saying, like, you suffocate me. I wish you had died instead. All this horrible stuff. They have this mm-hmm. falling out. Emily finally agrees that she will meet her. Um, she was like, it'll be in a public place. It can be a restaurant. It's chill. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. So they meet up at this fancy restaurant at a two-person table. Emily shows up. The waiter, Tony Troy. <laughs> what was his name? I don't know, but he was, <laughs> he was comedy gold. Yeah, it was just like a nice... But that's another part of the scene where it's like nothing is supposed to happen. Yes. It's loud. It is bright. It's this comedy moment. Right. Anyways. So also, this... her sister was a really great actress. And I do I not know who that person is. Nor do I. And every scene she was in, for me, she was like... Giving it her all. Really, a, just like a really formidable presence. Mm-hmm. I also really do like this scene, like for her acting-wise, when she was at the door being like, I can't believe you sent me that email. Yes. That was a great scene where I was like, ooh, I really like her. Do I want to talk about how Sydney is also a great actress? Yes. Oh, so good. Have you seen, like, other things that she's been in? No. She first was in um, 12 Years a Slave when she was 10. Oh, I've definitely seen 12 Years a Slave. I don't remember her in it, but I think she got, like, an Oscar, like, nod for it. There was also another movie I watched with her in it, and I don't remember what it was right now. Very much enjoy her and everything. Um. Anyways, so continuing on with my favorite scene. So they are kind of just chatting about you know cecilia looks crazy still in the eyes of emily the waiter comes back and is like can i get you guys any water anything to drink and she's emily's like yes we will we will still look at the drink menu thank you very much Mm -hmm. and i'm like i get it i've been in those situations where you just need like please he goes do you need any more time with the menu she's like we do we do need time we need lots of time yeah also when he was like do you know how this place works and she's like yes you order food (laughs) But, like, how many times, because it's always, restaurants are such neutral territory, I've had to to have really hard conversations in restaurants, and it is the worst. You're in the middle of being like, here's the thing, I think that the chemistry of who you are and the chemistry of who I am does not work together. And, like, as you're about to just crush someone, they're like, you ordered the wine? You're like, Gee, You're like, five more minutes, what Read the Thank room. Thank you. Read the room, Troy. Read the room. He probably has to read a lot of the room. Yeah, he's like, you I'm know? reading too much of the fucking room to put yeah. up with your shit. Here's your wine. As they're having a conversation, Emily notices to her left of C that there is a knife floating beside her shoulder. The thing that like makes me a little bit annoyed about this is like, she's like, what are you looking at? What do you see? And I'm like, turn your head and you would see a knife. <laughs> anyway, so there's a knife floating, which... Presumably was Adrian, Tom, we'll never know. We don't know. One of the two that slices Emily's throat in the middle of the restaurant and immediately puts the knife into Cecilia's hands, which seems a little tacky, but because it was so fast and so smooth that I was like, how did they do this? But then she was just frozen in shock and I was like, that would be me too. I think it would take your brain a long time to catch up with, I didn't murder someone, but did I? Yeah. Because they're dead and I'm holding the knife. But also, let me tell you, that restaurant, 
clueless. <laughs> it took people food. a long time to. And notice. someone, like some woman, finally was like looking around because she's probably bored of her conversation at her table and starts screaming. Yep. Anyways, that scene was so good because it was so unexpected. You know what I hate in movies? I hate when a restaurant has like a really, really broad open layout and there's just a ton of tables in the middle of a room. I am not about that. No. I'm like, put me on the edge. Yeah. And like, it's too loud. I can't have a single sound when I'm trying to talk to someone or else I'm like, there's 17 things happening right now. I can't focus. That restaurant seems like a nightmare. And I was like, that's just a, like a general restaurant also yeah, at the same that. time. I can't. Fair. I'm feral now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just like coined the term for yourself. Yeah. But yeah, that's a great scene. I think they did talk about it in that featurette as well of like how it's so un- unsuspecting. That's the one scene that really sticks out for me from this whole movie. Because this movie is about two hours. Yeah. And that probably happens an hour to an hour and 15 in. Yeah. And at this point, there has been no real casualties. That's true. And it does feel... You can feel when a movie is going to be reckless with the characters. This, for me, was so unexpected because there had been a lot of care and attention and focus put into these characters that I did not think that there was going to be just some sort of, like, casual... out of the blue, snap of the fingers, like, dead. Yes. I mean, I guess she wasn't technically secondary. She was, though. Because I would say that James is less secondary because he's in it a lot more. For someone, like, secondary just to be, like, dead. Dead. I think it is a fair criticism to be like, that whole scene happens so quickly, but we know that he is not an inhumane entity. Yeah. It's just a person in a suit. And I did wonder about a lot of those things when it came to, like, the fight scenes and stuff. Because when you can't see someone, Mm -hmm. you don't know if the person that you can see, if their movements are natural or not. Like, there's this one point where she's kind of like... I would assume lifted by, like, the head, but she's kind of on all fours, and she's grabbed, like, by the hair. And the way that her body moves, like, up and over, to me, I was like, I don't think that grabbing, another human grabbing a person by the head would have their body move with such force. There were so many scenes. The scene in the, like, medical into the hospital. It's like, okay, so this guy was also trained in jujitsu. It was more than jujitsu. It was, like, superhuman strength. It was assassin combat. He, like, punched people and, like, their whole teeth were gone. Yes. I was like, he just has an invisible suit. He doesn't have super strength. And so that threw me off guard. Did you see how they um, used the robotic cameras to do this? For the scene in the medical unit? Yeah. No, but it is. I do. That is one of my favorite camera work scenes in this movie. You can see. So it's in the kitchen scene. And then it's also in the psychiatric hospital. They use a robotic motion-controlled camera. Mm Mm-hmm. That basically has, like, a pre-set on it. Like a pre-programmed movement. Right. Mm -hmm. So all of these, it's all, like, highly choreographed because if you fuck it up, like, the camera is still moving in this way. Like, that scene in the psychiatric hospital in that hallway is so impeccably well done. Yes. The camera goes, one, moves so fast Mm -hmm. that it looks like it's almost pieced together by different shots. Yeah. Technically, it would be because it's multiple shots kind of, like, layered. But yeah, it like goes from standing like upright to like sideways 90 degrees and then upside down and then like on the floor. Mm-hmm. That reminds me, have you ever seen the show Orphan Black with Tatiana Maslany? Here and there, but not really. Um, so she plays all of the clone characters right. and they do the same thing where they have like a robotic camera mm-hmm. in which will follow her through the scene and then they'll like reset and then she'll change outfits and do the whole scene again with her like double. That would be so much work. Right? 
could you imagine having to do a scene 19 times as like or like four different times as different characters no. trying to act with yourself no god that would be like doing this in two different voices i would hate that so part of the like the combat scenes and stuff were filmed with two stunt doubles but then other aspects of it weren't hmm. and i was curious about how they did that so they would just have people in like green suits yeah. green screen but apparently it's actually like incredibly hard to take them out and so even though they could they still had to basically recreate the background even yeah. though they shot in the in the set and the director said i thought this was interesting it's actually a lot easier to add in a werewolf later than it is to subtract a stunt performer in a green suit that makes so much sense yeah so this movie would have been technically really difficult thinking about having to recreate like each background and like scene by scene and shot by shot if he moves like slightly and then having to like fill in like a kitchen cupboard right like god or like a full you know on like the kitchen counters like a fruit bowl like yeah. all of those little things that you're not thinking about my thing that i would be interested in is why they didn't do like a run of the scene maybe they did without the actors in it and then put that footage as an overlay over top and then key out the green oh i'm sure they did i'm sure they did lots of stuff like that they ever heard of this? He'd be like, yeah, you stupid. Of course we did. Yeah, Zach, we know how to make a fucking movie. <laughs> My question for you. Oh, okay. Would you ever have one of the invisible suits? No. Why? What is your reasoning between them, though? I went through a moral dilemma. That's the thing. Like, it just feels really unethical to me. There's something about it that feels like a consent issue to me. That is completely fair. Because you, wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, the people around you have... I have no good use for it. There's no justification for me. My thing was like, who am I to be invisible? What the what, fuck am like, I going to do? What? Prank you? <laughs> cool. Like, thanks. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> joke's on me. Like, I have no reason to be sneaking around. Who do I need to sneak around? To, With like, or for? Right? And where am I going that I need to be invisible? Nowhere. None at all. No. <laughs> But then, here was my moral dilemma also. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, let's say hypothetically I got this suit. Right. I would sell it to some billion dollar company, mm -hmm. get a million dollars, billion dollars. Yeah. But then, what if it gets into the wrong hands and they use it for bad things? I've screwed over everybody. <sighs> but then I was like, you maybe I have to keep like... it in fight crime. No, 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 no. I feel like you can't. I'm trying to remember what the actual quote is. The guy who like created atomic bombs basically created it and then immediately was like, and I have made a horrible mistake. Yeah, oh no shit. So. Yeah, but it's like everything has a purpose and a use and the world just works in a way. Your creation in and of itself is ethically ambiguous. You didn't create it with the intention of someone else True. doing something it with it. it. And like yeah. you didn't buy it with the intention of it getting into the wrong hands. What happens with it after that is the choices of other people and you have no control on how the world works in that way. Fair, so I'm going to sell it. Okay, there you go. And I'm saying that because I would like a cut of the money. Oh. <laughs> At the very least, you can buy us a house to live in. You're right. In the woods. In the woods. Where I need to be contained. Because you're feral, as we've all learned today. I am. I don't have a fully formed thought about this, and I know I need to be, like, conscious of what I say here. Maybe I don't want to talk about this. There's so many people who talk about, like, the abuse aspect of it. Mm -hmm. How horrifying it is that abuse is such, like, an invisible issue so often. I don't really know what I want to say about it, but I just, in some way, want to communicate that, like, I see and understand the very real genuine horror in that mm -hmm. and have like a massive amount of sympathy and like a f i have a feeling about it i just don't know what to say necessarily and that's fine sometimes you don't have the right words to say you're right 
I just want to acknowledge that. Now we can talk about some plot holes. Plot holes. Okay. They're not really big ones where it's like, wow, that ruins the whole movie kind of thing. But it's just like noticeable things where it's like, how did this happen? So the first one, the suits in general. In the end, when she ends up shooting Tom. Yes. And they are just like back at the like precinct. They're just going to now just like ignore the fact that there was this invisible suit. Okay, wait, what? <laughs> Essentially, these invisible suits were examined by nobody after. Well, we don't know that. I feel like we should. Well, there's an entire investigation happening around this murder that we don't see at all. Is there? Yeah, I would think. I don't know. Anyways, that was one of them online. The second one is one that I put in. Okay. When C is in the hospital and she's in her room after she has her chat with Tom, she grabs the fountain pen and like pushes the paper off and goes back to her room and then she's standing in the shower. And she's trying to threaten Adrian. So she takes that fountain pen and yeah. creates an incision in her arm. When she's being dragged by the guards, there's not a sign of blood on them. We talk, We also address this. I was just like, and then later on in the movie, she's like wrapped up with like a clean tensor bandage. Yeah. And I was like, where? You don't really see anything of that. I mean, which is fine. Yeah. But like when the guards are dragging her by her wrists where she had just created a wound. An incision. Yeah. I was like, what is happening here? I agree. Continuity issue. Yeah. My question is, was she really pregnant? Yeah, she was really pregnant. Why, wait, why wouldn't she be? So is she now just going to live her life with a baby? Interesting choice. Unless she got rid of it. She might have. She might have. I actually my... thought she was pregnant that whole time. Oh, I didn't. I did because when she was on the phone with the doctor... She was like, also, something else came back from your blood work. Well, I'm oh, sorry, right. but as a woman, like, what else is going to come back in your I blood for work? I forgot that that scene happened. Yeah. There was so much talk about, like, he wanted me to have a baby yeah. and, like, her birth control. And then that phone call, I was like, well, she's pregnant. And then I kind of forgot about it until they're like, you're pregnant. And I was like, mm, that tracks. Yeah, I forgot about that in the movie. Well, that happened. These plot holes are awful. That's okay. The next one was the paint. The paint goes on to the camera invisible outfit. And then it is washed off within 10 seconds. Do you think that both of them were there in the suits? Wow, that is a really good point. Yeah, maybe. Also, so there's a scene later with the fountain pen where he's standing in the water and that suit is glitching out. This is what I didn't understand either. I was like, how could he possibly have gone to the sink, washed off all the paint, and it didn't affect the suit at all? And then it affects the suit later in the movie and like that's where the glitching starts. Right. I like that we don't know what was Tom and what was Adrian, but mm -hmm. yeah, I never even considered the fact that they could have both been doing it at the same time. Because there the same was place. two suits. Right. There was probably more than that. Yeah, that's true. She's just standing in a room, there's like 50 people in suits. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that whole thing of like the paint being washed off so quick and there was no repercussions of the suit, but then magically it was Later, fine. that affects the suit, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. In like a little trinkle of the shower. Lastly was the ending where she makes this whole scene of looking like he had killed himself when in reality she killed Adrienne at the dinner table. Right. She just gets up and leaves after she calls 911. I literally said, I was like, you have to stay at the scene of a crime. Like, especially... She's on camera. Yes, especially when she's on camera. She's the one who called 911. Yeah. You, you gotta stay around. You know what happened to me one time? I left the scene of a crime. And the cop showed up at my house three hours later, mm. and they good cop, bad cop to me real hard. All I did was leave an accident where I thought we were all fine. And you know what? 
Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you just gotta move on and up. But she can, she literally can be on the move now and on the run forever because she has an invisible suit. It's true. You can get on a plane. You could. And go. You can go anywhere. You can be anything. She said, keep on keeping on, live, love, love. And she did live. And she laughed. She did laughed. Anyways, that's kind of, those kind of my notes for the movie. Amazing. Should we rate it? Yeah. Scary. I'm gonna go four. Yeah, I would say probably a three for me. Three, okay. four. Unsettling. Six. I'm going to go seven. Story. I would say probably a seven. I was going to go six or seven as well. It flows nice. It's mm-hmm. good. It works well. I agree. It ties up all the loose ends. You know, it doesn't knock it out of the park in any means. Yeah. I thought it was good. Great. Good, substantial <laughs> sound. Now, was it? <laughs> was it a paper cut or was it a bloody massacre? It's definitely not a bloody massacre. No, it's really not. But it's not a paper cut either because it, it does have some very good moments to it. Packs it packs a punch. It is one, one... too many invisible suits. Is that what you're going to say? I was going to say one lost tooth. Bloody. Front one. But it's going to be fine. It's a, little, it's a little sore. Won't come back. Exactly. That's why I'm still missing a tooth. What? I know. It's one of my favorite facts about myself. I knocked one of my teeth out a couple of years ago. My favorite fact about myself is I've never had a nosebleed. This, I feel, episode was weird. It was. It's fine. Hmm. It's because there's not a lot of substance to it. It's cut and dry. Someone commented on uh, one of my TikToks yesterday and said, this might be bold, but I think this is my favorite podcast. Well, God bless them. God bless them. God bless her soul. Anyways, (laughs) if you'd like to follow us on all social media. We are at Podcastaker on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow us on YouTube at The Bloody Podcast Curve. Like, subscribe, comment. You could also leave us a rating We've or review. We've seen one comment on YouTube, so pick up the pace, people. And rate us on Apple Podcasts. And um, that's it. That's all, folks. Until next time. What you can't see can hurt you. <laughs>